Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. Okay, as we look at Genesis 2-4, if we think about verse 4 all the way through verse 25, the end of the chapter, this chapter is all about the details of the creation of man. Everything that is talked about or explained here is in relation to man. It gives us more information than what was given in chapter 1. So remember is the person or who is the human instrument that was used to write Genesis? It was Moses, if you don't remember that from earlier. So Moses was the human instrument used to write Moses, but Moses was not there. And scoffers will say, well, how did anybody know what to write? They weren't there. Well, that's because God himself gave Moses the details. Remember, Moses spent a lot of time one-on-one with God, and God gave him direct commands for the nation of Israel, but he also gave him all the things that needed written down in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So God himself is giving us these details. Wow. We know God wrote the whole Bible and, and used men to write the Bible, but we know in certain parts it's a record of things that were written that were wrong. Well, this here is God giving us special detail that he wants us to know. I think that's really neat and special. So it starts off in verse 4. It says, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So when you see These are the generations. Well, there's nobody born yet. So you think generations. Well, you would look at it like, uh, maybe I could explain it like it's the earth's birthday, like the generations, okay? Whenever you record generations, you say so-and-so, we got so-and-so, and this person was born, this person was born. Well, this is the earth's first birthday and man's first birthday, really man's first birthday this is the very very beginning so that's the idea of these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth so he's given that beginning it says then when they were created so they were created they were not made from other things god spoke and it was created and it says in the day that the lord god made the earth and the heavens so that name for god there if you notice, it's Lord God. Now, it's second word there we have looked at, God, Elohim. But the first word, Lord, and if you notice, it's all caps, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is the first mention of the name Jehovah. Some say this is the Lord God, the God who was, 
the God who is and the God who is to come is the idea of Jehovah. And also Jehovah is the expressive of his being and perfections, particularly his eternity and immutability, being everlasting and unchangeable. I'm going to read that again because I just love the idea of Jehovah. This is supreme. Jehovah is the expressive of his being and perfections, particularly his eternity and immutability, being everlasting and unchangeable. Where do we see this elsewhere? I am. That's whenever God says, I am. And remember, some people say, I am what? I am that I am. He is everlasting. He's unchangeable. He's eternal, immutable. He's perfect. He's complete. It's the full name of God along with then God. So you have Jehovah Elohim right there with the Lord God. The full and perfect name of God. A lot of the Jews say this is the full and perfect name of God because both uh, full aspects are put together in Lord God. So we have Elohim, three people in one, Lord, the one only I am. It's just a beautiful name of God there. And after it says, it says, these are the generations of the heaven and earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God. So in the day. Now, before it's been talking about evening and morning was the first day. Here, if we keep going, we know it's not just talking about a single day because he talks about creating the ground and uh, the plants. And then later it talks about man. So this here is the day is we're talking about a time period because he gives detail from several days all in relationship to man. So this is the day as in this has to do with man. That's the idea of in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And then in verse 5, this information here is about the plants. And we already heard about the plants, but why would it be put here again? Because it has to do with man. So if you look at it here in, in relation to man, you'll understand why God repeats it here. And it says, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So if we look at verse 4 and 5, when I started verse 5, it's in the middle of a sentence. And that's why he's saying, and the, every plant. Well, what was it, and every plant? It says, and in the day that the Lord made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field. So setting the stage, this is just before man was created. Remember, God spoke, and instantly everything was created. I don't even know if it took a second of time because we we can't even understand the idea of creation. And we, in our mind, we think, okay, these things came about. You know, here was a a uh, flower, and all of a sudden, a stem popped up and leaves popped up and flowers. No, they were just created. Boom, there they are. And they, God created all these fully ready for man. There, the idea here is... It says before it grew, so there wasn't seeds being planted or anything because 
this they were already grown so there was no ground to till uh, you know because it was all fine now this is not because of weeds. It'll t- we'll talk about later when weeds come up, but it says there was not a man to till the ground. This was the idea of breaking up ground for better growth, and that was what Adam uh, was asked to do in the garden. There wasn't weeds to make it difficult for him, but there was no man to till the ground. It was all just set and ready. And God created all this by his mighty power without man's help. He didn't need man's help with this. And in verse 7, or I'm sorry, I accidentally skipped verse 6. Verse 6, this doesn't happen now, but at that time it says, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. This but tells us this is different. So remember Moses is writing this God is having Moses write this. It's been raining on the earth for a long time, you know, when Moses is living. But there wasn't rain until Noah. So this doesn't happen now, but there was so uh, much of a specialness of it and how it worked that God put that in there, I believe, for us to under to to uh, get a picture of it now. I don't think we'll ever understand exactly what happened because God put what we needed. And some people speculate all kinds of scientific reasonings of how this happened and how it worked. The problem is we know that the atmosphere and things like that and the waters of the deep were all changed at the flood because God talks about how the waters of the deep were broken up and then the waters of the air. So there, it was a different... Uh, atmospheric environment, and I'm not saying they breathed different air. They definitely had the same air, but it, we, I don't think we have to be current concerned about how this happened. We don't live in the same world. I mean, it is the same earth, but it's not the same. We don't have mists that go up and, and waters the earth, and that's what um, we have to know. is This was not rain um, because rain hadn't happened and man scoffed at Noah for explaining that rain was going to come from the sky. This was from the ground that this mist came up and watered the whole face of the ground. It's pretty interesting. I know later, (coughs) excuse me, later in this chapter, it talks about rivers and some people say, well, how could there be rivers if, uh, you know, rain doesn't come down? Well, we'll talk about that at that time, but also, this mist doesn't mean their water didn't run on the ground down to a river. I mean, it was a real mist that watered the ground. And so we don't have to be all concerned that we can't get our modern-day science to match up to the Bible. The Bible's right regardless. So we don't have to worry about not understanding everything. Then in verse 7, it says, And the Lord God, again, that is Jehovah Elohim. Again, he's using that name for God throughout this chapter as he gives more detail formed man of the dust of the ground we're going to pause there when we see that word formed man this is interesting because this has the idea of the potter and the clay the idea of forming would be you know if you see a kid with play-doh what's he doing he's forming something. 
when I was a kid, I loved Play-Doh. But let me tell you, what I formed was ridiculous. I remember trying to put together some animal or something, and it turned out hideous. You know, I'd show it to somebody, what do you think this is? And what they would say, I'd be like, oh, I would be kind of, you know, I was super proud of whatever I made, but I think I was having to look at it cross-eyed to get really what I thought it looked like. They didn't see it at all. Well, I, I think of sculptors that would look at my handiwork and laugh. Now, they can form things, but nobody, nobody, not even the greatest of sculptors, could form like God did. We, we only even form the outside. God formed every part of us. I mean, every the inside, the outside, every aspect God formed. In Isaiah 64, 8, it says, But now, O Lord, o Lord, thou art the Father, we are the clay, and thou art the potter. So he forms us like clay, and, and he still does spiritually. He still tries to mold and to make us, and he did that at the very beginning when he made us and he formed man. He didn't speak man into existence, but he took time. Now, do I think this took him a long time? No, because he is the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim. But in comparison, it took more time or extra time then even the moon and the stars, people just study the sun itself. And God just spoke and boom, there was the sun. The oceans, there's the whole people that dedicate their life to studying oceani oceanography. And God just said, boom, he spoke that and it happened. But we are so much more special. We are such a special creation of God. He formed every part of us, took time. And then on top of that, it says, and the uh, God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him the, his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a little living soul. Wow, we are not the same. We have a living, living soul. But before I get into that idea of a living soul, which we'll get into next time, the one thing I wanted to look at is that Every part of our body is something that the the the, uh, the elements of our body are the same as the elements of the soil and the limestone of the earth. Isn't that neat? Not that we need to prove the Bible true, but I think it's interesting that our flesh, as in you know, our bones, our skin, our cartilage consist of the same elements of the soil and limestone of the earth. It's just neat for me to see. You know, so many times we think, oh, we got to prove the Bible. Nah, just things come along. I'm sure whenever they started studying that, they said, wow, look, at it. it's the same. All you had to do is turn to Genesis 2, and you would have known he formed us from the dust of the ground. And at the end here, I just want to read Psalm 139 for, for there is not a, I'm sorry, 139.14. I'm reading the wrong verse. Sorry about that. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are all thy works. 
and that my soul knoweth right well. What a great way to end this podcast. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.